Hey, welcome to another episode of Happy Hamstrings. This is your host, Julie Brown. And I'm just sitting on my front porch and I thought I would stop in or drop in, whatever you want to call it, and do an episode for all of you who are listening. And thank you so much for being here and being a part of my journey. So today is Sunday. It is April the 24th. I'm just relaxing. I've had quite a busy week. And as far as my routine goes, I almost consistently do pretty much nothing on Sunday. Like I cook and I clean. That's not strenuous work. (laughs) But I would say last week was a show-stopping new record for my cardio fitness. And it was all thanks to the yard work. So... I had 24 classes with attendance, and it was thanks to that as well. However, yesterday, I think my husband and I both spent like a good five hours hauling branches and like I moved leaves. Um, If you've been following this at all, I've talked about how Hurricane Zeta came through at the end of 2019. The tree, the trees that fell, um, one br- big branch fell and knocked the pecan tree completely into my yoga room, and I had to pay like big money, of course. Like, of, I'm not saying it's not worth it, <laughs> but every time you call up for tree service of any sort um, to get a tree off your house, you have to pay big money because they've got big trucks and big equipment and big business fees. So you have to pay big money to get that kind of help. Um, at that time, now it would be more because gas has gone way up. At that time, to get all the branches hauled off, I believe they said it was two thousand, like two thousand dollars. And um, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't sitting around with an extra two grand in my pocket. So I told them just to cut it and remove it, and I believe that was. I I don't remember. It was somewhere between six and eight hundred dollars. It might have been seven hundred, um, just to have it cut off the house and stacked. Well, I tried immediately <laughs> by myself to just move it, the trees. I mean, my sister did help me with some of the bigger logs. Like we worked together, and I showed her how to use the fulcrum, uh, the fulcrum technique. <laughs> if you don't know what the fulcrum is. That means you can move a heavy object without lifting it. You just stand up the tree on its end and let it fall over. Um, Basically using its own weight to maneuver it. So we moved them around and stacked the ones that they didn't, the ones that the tree company didn't stack. My sister and I, and I believe that was at the beginning of 2020. (laughs) It's a long time ago. We basically stacked some of those logs out of the way so that the yard wasn't completely a mess. Anyway, the um, the pecan tree, they stacked up right in front of my basement door. <laughs> and it was pieces I couldn't really pick up. Um, and they were big. Bra- there was like, I couldn't manipulate those. There was big branches. So fast forward to 2022, everything is starting to like dry up. And I not only can I pick them up, the big heavy pieces... If I do the fulcrum thing where I stand it up on end, I can like just let it fall over and it fell into like three pieces because it's so dry. 
So I spent, I don't know, a good four hours yesterday burning these, finally, finally able to maneuver them around, uh, burning all these old trees slash logs slash sticks. Um, it was interesting. It was very interesting to see, um, how much work I'd put off (laughs) and it was good to see, um, the east side of my backyard is starting to clear out and I can actually walk all the way around my house because Friday, if I wanted to walk in a circle in this yard, uh, there was this huge barricade of trees and now that's finally gone. My husband moved a good bit of it. Uh, we would take turns, like I would go get things like leaves and he would go get logs and we would take turns watching the fire. That fire burned for five hours. So you could imagine how much work we got done. It looks great. Um, the first thing I wanted to do this morning was cut this one little strip that's not really my property, but it's really like the, I guess it's the county property, the little ditch area where the mailbox is. However, my lower back's telling me to respect my rest day Sunday. And as far as having 24 classes, that's not new. But having attendance at, I'm pretty sure I had attendance at all 24. And thank you, by the way, everybody who came. Um, That was a new record. Having 24 classes and full attendance. And one day I had seven classes with attendance. I believe that was Thursday. I coached seven classes and all had attendance. Um, Man, was I hungry. Like, I burn... When I do like seven classes, (laughs) according to my Fitbit, I burn like over 3,000 calories in one day. And so I'm like hungry all the time. Um, There's just no describing it. I think I drank four cups of coffee Thursday morning, just knowing what I was about to just plow through that day. And I coached spinning yesterday and I had a, not only did I have a great time doing it, um, That was like the best, as far as cardio and feeling confident and everything combined, that was like the best spin class that I've done so far. It's like it just keeps getting better. Um, I spent, I think it said on my Fitbit app, 43 minutes in the peak zone. And if you don't know what anaerobic threshold is, um, you should research this because losing weight is all about getting into the right cardio zones. So when you have a Fitbit, and this is something I emphasize to folks, when you have a Fitbit and you track a workout and you go into the app, it tells you exactly like how much work you do. In fact, while I'm recording this, I'll go ahead and give you an example. Um, This was gifted to me, by the way. Someone gave me this Fitbit. Someone had given it to them and they didn't use it. So I really appreciate it and I use it. So, yesterday in gardening, I took some breaks. So, there are different zones. Uh, I tracked two different, <laughs> two different sections of the gardening, not all of it. But, like, two and a half hours of work. Right here, I note it says, out of two hours and 38 minutes, uh, 23 minutes were below zones. So, that's probably when I sat down. And just waited for the fire to burn down a little. Two hours and ten minutes were fat burning, fat burning zones, and it's kind of color coded here on this app. 
and then four minutes were cardio and I had zero minutes in the peak zones now that's gardening that's one of my sections of gardening uh, my spinning class yesterday now I'm gonna look at these stats I had zero minutes below zones I had two minutes in the fat burn zone which is the lowest of the three cardio zones on this app <laughs> the way they break it down so zero minutes below two minutes of fat burn nine minutes of cardio and then 43 minutes of peak now that's not typical for my spin class <laughs> that's actually like the best i've ever um, managed to stay into the high like the high point the highest part whatever you want to call it um here's one where i coached at a lunch class and this is just about typical for a 30 minute segment um of spinning uh, let's see. This was on April 7th. I coached at lunch and I did an interval thing. It was zero minutes below zones because you're always working. Eight minutes of fat burn, 15 minutes of cardio, and four minutes in the peak zone. So it sort of crescendos. It goes up and down and it starts to build. Um, if you do a true interval workout, you should start sort of small like you're warming up and building and you start to build your momentum so that you give your maximum effort at the end but also when I teach interval style I feel like it's easier to start building up the energy a little more recover work recover work recover work just like any kind of interval training it's really good um, I'm just really happy that um, things are starting to look up a little bit um, I can't believe there's only one more week of classes left. It makes me very nervous because I was just, <laughs> I was just running out of things. Like I, I was financially like, okay, I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy that. And you start to run out of things and you start to say, okay, what's the most important thing? And I have this big water cooler to save me from buying lots of little bottled waters. And I started drinking for about a week. I was drinking tap water. <laughs> Just in case, like, it wasn't like I didn't have $6, but I start sitting on money with the just in case, because I'm always like, well, what if, like, I don't want to take my bank account so low that if a car repair needs to happen, you know, like emergency stuff, that's part of being like a grown up is you want to have enough in your bank account for emergencies. So I'm trying to cut back more and more on my spending as much as possible and become a little more frugal. And so I was like, oh, I can just get these water refills like on payday. And so for about a week, we were drinking tap water. Um, I would like to emphasize that we're very lucky to have water that is drinkable at all. So please don't think I'm just complaining or anything because we're lucky to have tap water we can drink. Like a lot of communities don't have that. So I'm grateful that I can go in there and drink the tap water. I would also like to say that the bottled water just tastes a lot better not because it's cold the the tap water kind of has like a little bit of a metallic I don't know if it's just the pipes but oh I was so glad when I got paid and, and bought this new bottle water it's such a small thing such a small thing but I've stopped getting like pedicures um I've stopped a lot of things and I went like a couple of weeks without little extra items from the grocery store just okay I don't need this I just want that like just what do I need 
as opposed to what do I want. And if you don't know what I mean, like, we need the foods that provide protein. We need the fruits and veggies. We need the whole grains. Do I need the Cool Whip? No, there's absolutely zero nutritional value. Do I love to put Cool Whip on my espresso? <laughs> yes, but I'll wait till payday to get that just to make sure that I've got that extra padding in my pocket. Not It's not just about the bottled water or the Cool Whip. It's about collectively just saving where I can as much as I can. And as I quit, not quit, as I take a step back, I'm not quitting as I quit teaching, I should say, like, 30, I've never made it to 30, 24 classes a week, um, I'm going to get my diet on point. It's really been a challenge um, to try to plan my meals when I'm doing 24 classes a week because I'm more busy trying to do little mundane things, like little things here and there that I've got to do. And my washing machine needs to be replaced now. It's not working. I called out the repairman. Uh, which I didn't really think that it would be repairable, but I really liked that washing machine <laughs> and I knew it was very old and I would rather repair it than end it up in a junkyard or something. Um, just landing it in a junkyard seems wasteful. It's not like I hated the washing machine. I really liked all the different options on my cycles. I just really gotten comfortable with it. I just, I realized it's like maybe 18 and 19 years old. <laughs> So, I guess I would rather pay the repairman and be sure, like really sure, that I'm not just throwing out something that's perfectly repairable. But my transmission went out in my washing machine, which means I spent some of my, uh, some of my time, I forget what day it was, I went to the um, laundromat, it was Friday, I went to the laundromat, I could go to my mom's, but I just... I would rather just get several done at once. There was a woman at the laundromat being very, very overly helpful, but she wasn't helpful in the way she should have been. She was trying to tell me how much to put in each one and very bossy about it. I realized she was just trying to help, but the one thing she could have helped me with, the only thing I needed to know was don't put the money in until you close it. And she said that, oh, I should have told you that first she saw me lose money to the machine. And then was like, oh, I should have told you that first. Yeah, like, I'm an adult. Like, that's the only thing that should have been written on the machine or come out of her mouth. Um, I don't really need somebody to tell me how many towels to put in a washing machine. What would be more helpful is, hey, this machine will rob your money if you put it in before you close it. That would have been great, like, to know. Anyway, she then she apologized. And then she started telling me how to use the dryers. And I was like... First of all, I've been to laundromats many times. Not recently. I just hadn't been to that one. And I just was like, oh, my dryer's good. But thank you for all your help. Like, sort of like help, but not help. <laughs> just telling me how many towels to put in. But, oh, yeah, it's going to rob your money in. Oh, it's too late. Now you got to put the money in again after you close it. And there's nobody working there to give you your money back. You have to call a number. Um, whatever. I feel like that I didn't, I didn't lose my patience with her. Like I would have normally lost my shit, uh, with somebody being this bossy, <laughs> but she was like very self-aware. She said, Oh, sometimes I give advice where I shouldn't. And I went, well, it don't bother me. 
And I realize also that she's sitting there. She's got this little, uh, not a tiny kid, like a, I don't know, a seven-year-old. She's probably like not had an adult conversation in quite some time. So, you know, I didn't lose my patience with her. I thought, man, this woman's doing laundry and having like the biggest conversation ever. It is a one-sided mostly, but she's having this big one-sided conversation with me and she probably hasn't gotten out anywhere but the laundromat and grocery store in like over how many years that kid is old. <laughs> and I'm not laughing like laughing at her. I'm just laughing because I, kn- I don't have kids, but I know how moms get when they're like, oh, I miss adult conversation. They don't want to watch SpongeBob all their life. They want to have, you know, a little bit of a normal life outside of being the mom, just being like, also their own person you know I feel like that parents I've not been one lose a little bit of their identity because they have to maintain this really strong image any kind of suffering that they have they hide because they don't want their children to see their suffering whether it's the mom or the dad that works both ways they kind of hide their suffering and they kind of lose a lot of themselves just like when you're at work and you have a job um, like I've learned over a long period of time, you're not allowed to have any part of your personality, like, inside your job, unless it's, like, pre-approved type, <laughs> the pre-approved personality, um, for example, like, you may get a job, and you may, like, hey, I want to color my hair like a rainbow, and you may come in, and then they're, like, that's not what we want to project, and then you're fired. Like, that can happen, especially in Alabama, where it's an at-will. I've seen people, like, get fired for, um, this one girl I worked with at the jewelry store came in, and this is a jewelry store. (laughs) She had her tongue pierced, and it was really fresh. (laughs) She came into work, and they told her she couldn't wear that, and I think when it's new, I don't really, I've never had my tongue pierced. I think when it's new, you kind of have to leave it in there because your tongue's a muscle. I don't think it's something you can take out when it's fresh. People who have had one for a while, I think they can. But, like, if it's fresh, it's probably got to, like, I don't even want to think about doing that to my tongue. But it's probably got to heal around the hole. So if you take it out, you know, it's going to be hard to put it back in if it's new. I don't know. Anyway, she came into work. She didn't ask anybody. She just did it. And then she came into the jewelry store to clock in. And they were like, hey, you can't have that tongue ring in this jewelry store. Um, and she was like, well, I am not going to work here if I can't have my tongue ring. And I think the manager, he was like, bye. And when she left, she had her tongue ring still in. And it was obviously affecting her speech. <laughs> and when she left out of there, she was like, what is the asshole? And I can't help it. We all we all agreed with her. We all knew that that he was. But we all kind of laughed a little too because the way that it, you know, that her tongue was sort of hurting and it sort of came out a little garbled. I can't imagine that'd be good for your day of sales either. Sounding like your tongue is numb. <laughs> do they numb it? Do they numb your? Do they numb your tongue when they do that? God, I would hope so. That just, it just sounds very painful. So, um, next week is my last full week. Back to the fitness thing. 
Next week is my last full week, like as in a full load with the college. I've decided I'm not going to spend two hours a day driving just to try to struggle up and get less than 25 hours a week like I've been doing. Uh, rather redirect all my energy into my business because even though fitness is my business, when I'm always bowing down to where my schedule's being in control of someone else, that's not my business. I mean, that's someone else's <laughs> conglomerate corp scheduled. And like I have another training to do today. I cannot tell you how many trainings I've had to do. I had to do, you know, of course, the CPR standard. That's fine. I had to do like an active shooter training. I had to do like fire drill. I've had to do like, or like a weather alert drill. I had to do um, just all these other like blood safety drill, like things online, like quizzes, um, how to how to deal with someone overheating type of education, how to deal with this emergency, how to deal with that emergency, um, what to do. The, oh my gosh. And now there's some other like it's supposed to take approximately 20 minutes. Something I have to do that's like a training online to teach me to use a software. And then at the beginning of every semester, we have to do a training again. And then we have to do a meeting again <laughs> um it's it's a lot <laughs> for for like me not getting 30 hours for two years <laughs> not that I need 30 hours to survive mind you I'm somehow making it <laughs> because I can cook on a grill which is what I did yesterday um not that I need 30 hours to survive but if I'm gonna go through all this rigmarole it seems like it would be awesome if I could at least get 25 hours. You know what I mean? Like, I can't guarantee any kind of anything. And nothing's guaranteed. And since I'm a part-timer, I get no vacation. I get no option to buy vision. I get no option to buy, like, dental. Um, all the things that the full-timers get, who never close, by the way. <laughs> the ones who get all the option and benefits are not there till 11. Um... And the thing that I've done is I've scheduled myself so many times working from, I jump out of bed at 4 a.m., hop up there by 5, uh, run back and forth, and then teach at 7 o'clock, which ends at 7.45, putting me home at like 8, 8.30. And it's just been a challenge. And I really signed myself up for it, so I'm not complaining. I'm just um, going to start channeling my channeling my energy into like more like event type things and yeah I haven't gone by some places to check on them because I, like I said I've had so much going on I had a friend that's helping me with some marketing she asked a lot of questions I try to give the answers and then it's like no <laughs> I don't think that she means to but everything that's like no and then I'm like okay well if we're gonna I see what's happening is this question I want to give the yogi answer, like a yogic, yogi standpoint answer, but I am being required to put things in a box, answers in a box, and so I finally said, okay, from your answer that you need from a marketing standpoint, if we've got to put it in a box, here's the answer, is what I finally start saying. Um, I don't like to put things in a box. Basically, it's hard for me to take yoga 
and market it and just put it into a little boxy thing for an email, it's hard for me. So it's a good thing that someone has stepped up to help me. But God love it if we, if she could just be patient with me. <laughs> I think she will be. Um, I'm just not good at marketing. Um, I don't know. I'm just not good at it. I don't understand um, how to be the person inside the box. <laughs> People like what they like. And here's a perfect example. Um, this is been proven tried and true if a yoga studio puts up actual people doing yoga like real life normal people all in a great photo it can be a professional photo and they're all just normal real life people just doing yoga an ad with (laughs) that versus an ad with just a stock image like when I say a stock image you probably know what I mean but I want to clarify for those who do not know Um, like the porcelain dolls who are perfect, um, their hair is perfect, their skin is perfect, they're probably wearing, like, designer clothes that are all white, (laughs) and they're doing yoga, and, um, it's just like a, you know, a stock image, like a clip art stock image, whatever, that will generate more interest, like a stock image will generate more sales than like real life people and that's one of the things that one of my schools knows but she's even still refusing to she's still trying to make her ads with real people um, as much as possible but she somehow she's got her pictures really good where they they almost look like stock images but it's real like so i think she's trying to make them really clean so that they kind of look like, hey, if this was a stock image, <laughs> there's no way I could make myself look like a stock image unless I were to shed about, I don't know, 65 pounds. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to look like the Barbie doll in the stock image. Um, and then when I was asked by my friend, she was asking me marketing questions like, why do people like me? And I'm like, well, if I had to guess, I'm probably more of uh, a relatable person because I'm definitely not like the cover of yoga journal. Like if you look on the cover of yoga journal, you know, lean, mean machine. (laughs) And then there's me. (laughs) All right. That's enough of today. Um, of just sitting on the porch. I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, be watching on my website for updates. And if you're listening and you're local, don't forget alpaca yoga coming up soon. We've already got a few people signed up. However, there's plenty of room for more. We've only got, I think it's six people have signed up ahead of time. It's May 7th. So there's still plenty of time for you to sign up and make sure you bring a mat. It's going to be a fun time. It's like a three hour event at the alpaca farm slash wedding venue place. If you're practicing yoga or doing your weightlifting programs, If you have any questions, please let me know. Let me know how I can help you to achieve your fitness dreams or goals. Make your dreams come true in your fitness, um, whatever your fitness goals are. All right, so that's it. (laughs) Thank you so much for being a part of this and taking time out of your busy day to listen to me as I just go on about 
my business and my yard work <laughs> and all the things in my life, everything that affects me. And yeah, I'm going to just enjoy my recovery day. And I hope you take time for yourself today. And wherever you're at, whatever you're doing today, may you be happy. May you be healed. May you be inspired and embrace free, free speech, freedom, and of course, making sure that you know that peacefulness is your true nature. Namaste.